Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 chair. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Derek Scott with you at Oilers Now. I'm in Seattle. Little sound garden for you. Coming back, uh, Oilers Now, where guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris wants to say Happy New Year, everybody. Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 until 10 p.m. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris Steakhouse, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Nineteen nine ninety. Jasper Avenue, the 99th, Roos Chris, opened up in Edmonton. All right, uh, tell Brendan, Chris, and Chef Eltoff that Oilers now sent you. We head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, and welcome back to our show for Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. Uh, one of the most plugged-in men in the business from NHL Hockey and Rogers, the Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How you doing? <laughs> The Elliot Friedman. Oh my goodness! Okay. Can How I you tell doing, you why Bob? I dropped that on you? Because no, my buddy that? Cactus Jack has sent oh, me a text. The, the Ohio State said, University. Yes, he said, Bob, we need your calls on tomorrow's three big games. So uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide, ranked number five in the country, boxed out a little yeah. for it. Two losses on the last play of games on the road in the toughest conference in the country. Uh, they get K State. Oh, well, you know, whining. Elliot, here's where I mentioned to you that it says a lot about a program when uh, maybe the top defensive player in the country, Will Anderson, for the upcoming draft, and uh, a quarterback who was you know, won the Heisman last year and is available for the draft, and Bryce Young, they're both playing tomorrow for Alabama. They're not yeah. sitting out. That's the program they have. I'll take Alabama tomorrow against K-State, but uh, Michigan uh, takes on TCU. I'm going to go with the Wolverines. And uh, I'll be taking Georgia. Marty Morazic is the Oilers concussion specialist. He did his postgrad at Georgia. He took me when Atlanta was still in the NHL to go see uh, Georgia and Auburn. I'll take Georgia to beat Ohio State tomorrow. So there you go. Don't. Uh, I I'm not going out in the limb with any of those three predictions, by the way. I went with the favorites in all three games. I would love to see Texas Christian do it, but I, I don't like their chances. Yeah. No. It's, uh, that's, I like, that's just I like to see New Blood. I like New Blood. You not, you like new blood. Well, right now, Oilers fans want to maybe see some new blood on defense. Uh, there's lots yep. to talk about, right? Like, and make no mistake, Elliot. For Oilers fans, I think the first priority is left shot defense and the type of yep. defenseman they might need. I personally mm -hmm. think the team needs to add two more forwards. Uh, they need to replace Pulliar because they're going to need that cap space at some point. It's fait accompli. needs to be jump-started elsewhere. He's basically yep. asked for it, the finished papers. And well, I, look, I think like, they... this is going to be his last season there. How it all unfolds, I, right, right. I don't know, exactly. but this will be his last year there. Yeah. And then the other thing I think Edmonton needs is they need some more bite. Doesn't If, yep. any, team, if any team can afford to have uh, you know a, a five to seven minute a game cooler playing on the fourth line at Edmonton when 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 Kane comes back they'll have five forwards that play 20 minutes a game 
Like the owners put yep. a heck of their top seven forwards. They can afford the luxury of it. What What are you hearing out there on the uh, on the defenseman front, Elliot? In terms of well, it, uh, we I'm, talked last week. You, you, I mean, you know how I feel. I think you guys have uh, have uh, have some real interest in Gavrikov. I just think the price. I'm I, I'm curious to see if if uh, you're gonna you're gonna pay it. Um, and you know, also too, don't forget you guys have a cap situation as you mentioned, and that is that uh, that uh, Kane's coming back, and you have to make this all fit. So it's it's a puzzle. There's there's no question about it. Um, you know, like I said, I think you guys have some interest. You know, the, the Chikrin thing is is really interesting to me. Um, you know, I, I I think it makes sense for you guys. I do, especially with the um, you know, with the with the way his contract is set up, I'm just not convinced you guys are really in it. And uh, you know, the other thing I heard, and I talked about this on our podcast that we dropped today, you know, Arizona has stuck hard on their price, which is basically two first rounders plus something else, and or two, whether it's two first round picks or you know two first round talents, whether it's prospects or whatever it is, it's basically what it comes down to. And I, I think teams are having a real hard time getting to that second, either first-round pick or or first-round type talent. And I I just not convinced that you guys are in this. But I watched Chickering last night. He's playing a point of game. I worked that Toronto Arizona regional. I mean I don't know what else that guy can do to show everybody that he's serious about you know being ready to play for wherever he goes. But. Arizona is holding firm and teams haven't got there yet. But Bob, I mean, you know how I feel. I think I'm sure there's other guys out there. I'm sure you guys are looking at just what everybody, but I think Gavrikov is one of the guys you guys really like. Yeah, uh, and the word is you, you, it's a first and a third. Is that right for Gavrikov? Well, that that's, what they, that's what they got for Savard when they traded him at Tampa Bay. So if it's not exactly that, it's similar. That's what I've heard, yes. All right, so that's Columbus. We know it's plus-plus uh, on the, the side of the with Arizona. We've had Billy Armstrong on the show, and we bumped in him like three times on the road this year, so he hasn't wavered. Um, no, he is there, not. Let me, let me ask you this. There's, there's one team that's definitely out of it. Chicago's out of it. I mean, they are just yep. in a world of hurt right now. Yeah, everybody's focused on on, and rightfully so, Patrick Kane and and Jonathan Taze. Yeah. By the way, the Rangers just make too much sense, don't they? For Patrick I, Kane. I, I, until it's over, I'm gonna think it's them. Like that's, you know, we'll see where it goes. Hey, I got a curveball for you. Would the Rangers okay. consider? Would the Rangers consider moving Lafreniere, in the deal, and maybe I, I, and maybe I have, maybe inclu including Blaze. And then they, you know, then they get Kane back, and because they've got some cap space after trading Ryan Reeves, they do. Uh, look, the Lafreniere thing. I, when they were struggling earlier in the year, I, I really tried to call around and think, you know, what are they, what are they up to? And I, I just think that the problem there, Bob, is that I think they really felt that. It would be far more beneficial for them to get their guys to get back to the levels they were at last year than move any of them out. Like, I don't look, this guy was a number one pick, what, two years ago? 
Yeah. I don't think they're in any hurry to get rid of them. I, I, I really yeah. don't. I, well, and, and again, it, it, Bob, if they are, it's going to be a big price. It's going to be a really big price. But I never got the sense they were too eager uh, to move them. I don't think it's what they want to do. Um, again, you know, if the kid comes out and says, I don't want to be here anymore, which I don't know that he's thinking, then that's something else that you have to deal with. But I didn't really get the sense that the Rangers were too eager to move the kid. Okay, we'll circle back to Chicago in a second. But just looking looking at New York here, they trade Lundqvist, they get a number one for him. So they've got an extra number one to the Rangers. You take yeah. a look at their, their body of work in the first round over the last several years. 2017, Leah Sanderson, seventh overall. I think we know how that ended up. Yeah. Is it fair to say that uh, Kravtsov is is fast becoming suspect from prospect? Yeah, there's there's no question about that. Kako, second you know, overall he, in 2019. Has he got any traction yet? Not not as much as you would hope. Okay, and then Lafren it, it, it is interesting. They've got the pieces to make. The they have Heal. Heal. Heal is. A decent, uh, Heedle is still uh, a, yeah. a player, yeah. You know what I mean? And you know what? To be honest, like, they they also hit it in a couple of uh, other situations where maybe they weren't great at the top, but they had some uh, other finds along the way. Like, I think I think Jeff Gorton is, is pretty smart. And I know he's not there anymore, but I think he's... Like, if you look at everywhere that Jeff Gorton's been, he's generally left teams in a better place than he got them. Well, the one guy so, he hit on for sure, Schneider. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Braden Schneider. He's a good defenseman already. Yeah, he, the, he is a good defenseman. Range. Yeah, that's a that's a yeah. twenty twenty. And you know, and and Keandre Miller. Yeah. So there you have it. All right, Elliot. Back to Chicago. Uh, some people yeah. think that Jonathan Taze might make sense to Edmonton. It'd have to be a three-way deal to make the money work. The Oilers, yeah. by the way, have dropped precipitously in the face-off circle over the last month and a half. Like, they were a yeah. top-ten team to start the year. Now they're like an 18-20 to 20 team. He's awesome on face-offs. You know I love Lafferty. He's got the best analytics yeah. of any forward in Chicago. Um, but somebody, like, so we're all focused on the return on Kane and Taze. Could yeah. there, you know they're going to try to flip Domi. Uh, there's going to yeah. be a quiet market on Lafferty. What about a guy like McCabe on the back end? Do you think he can? Well, end up I, 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 I've won, I, like I've wondered about McCabe. I've always, you know, it, it's interesting. They've got Ian Mitchell too, who's not playing. Like I know that's not something for the Oilers right now, at right. least in terms of what you're looking for. But I've kind of wondered about him after reading his comments. You know, McCabe. I, I've always liked McCabe. You know, the the tough thing for him is that. And it's not a negative against him as much as you just don't really have a great body of work there because everywhere he's been, it's the, the teams have never been good, right? Like when he was in Buffalo, they weren't good. When he was in Chicago, unfortunately, they haven't been good. And that doesn't mean he's a bad player or anything like that, but you just don't know what it's going to be like in this situation. I'm sure he's bursting at the seams to get into uh, a place where, you know, he can try to win games. Uh, like, to me, Chicago... Anything is a, it, it, like as long as a player can't block it. And I don't have McCabe's contract right in front of me. Four million I just, times three years, limited no movement. Yeah, but the thing is, Left. like he's not. I, I don't know if he's going to block going from Chicago to Edmonton right now if he wants to win. Um, you know, I just again, how are you guys going to handle that? 
Yeah, they obviously have to make. Uh, they obviously have to make significant. I, I think the bigger question with you guys, Bob, is when do you do it? <laughs> like that's it's funny you mentioned that. That, that, uh, that like, that, like to me, it's not a question of are you guys going to do something or are you guys trying to do things. To me, those are obvious yeses. I think the, the bigger question is when. Like, as you said, you know, Pugliarvi's salary, can you move it? Um, number two, Kane's coming back. Uh, you've got to have room available for him to come off long-term injured reserve when it's time. For me, it's not about if you're going to do something. For me, it's about when and how. 100%. And that's, that's, not an oil, that's not an oiler problem. That's a... That's a league-wide problem. Look at it out there. It's 16 teams, Elliot, are yeah. in this position. Yeah. Just on yeah. the defense, I mean, we have discussed at various different times this year. Chikrin, okay, we've talked about him yeah. a lot. We've talked about Gavrikov. We've talked about Edmondson. Yeah. I, I'm a little concerned when I'm watching Montreal with Edmondson, okay? Um, someone uh, brought up McCabe to me. A couple, One of the listeners brought up McCabe and said, this guy's a pretty effective defensive defenseman that's what Edmonton needs I, I've hits. always liked I've always liked McCabe like I just said unfortunately he's, he's never been in a situation right. where he's played important games and it's not his fault it's just the way it is you know how passionate our fan base is because you see it on Twitter I mean we've got fans suggesting Magna from San Jose Jacob Magna who's been playing with Eric Carlson all year is the only plus defenseman on that team now he's dropped off recently he's playing through an injury um the guy that uh, I, I don't have a problem with that. I just the thing is like like what what are you I mean what you guys need a horse. Like Nurse is playing too many minutes. Right. And you know you need you need a guy like the thing about it's, it's funny cuz someone actually did another fan actually sent me a DM about the Magna. My my DMs aren't very exciting. I get I get DMs about Magna, but I I looked at it and it is interesting cuz he's playing with Carlson. But, you know, the one thing is, is that, again, there's no, there, there's no resume there of when it gets really heated and you're in the playoffs, is that going to solve your problem? Or, or do you have enough runway to, or resume to believe that that is going to solve your problem? Or ease yeah. your ease nurse's burden, and that and that's the question I'm I'm asking. Well, it's fair because you know I think the belief was like Ken Holland stated on our show a week after free agency that Philip Roberg had to play his way off the team at the start of the year. Well, he's been hurt three times, so he's only averaging yeah. 15 minutes when he's in there. Nima Lyon yeah. is playing 10:28 per game. That's the issue. They need a guy that can step in and probably play with Bouchard and play 18 minutes. Ken yep. Holland likes bigger, rangier defensemen. Uh, yep. You know, Magnus six six, uh, Edmondson six four, and Ed Edmondson probably has the most bite. But I'm a little concerned when I see the Canadians play. I mean, he's the only veteran they got right now in the back end. I don't know. It's just an inter it's an interesting one. Is there a hot name out there right now? You're saying for sure this guy's getting traded. In the well, I, I I mean, yeah. I think the question is like I think you can look at the team that's to the west of you. They've got, you know, a few. But, again, it all comes down to timing, Bob. I just, you know, are we going to have to sit here and wait until the end of February before anything can happen? Like, you know, Vancouver's got a guy out there who's running their hockey ops who's never been afraid to do anything at any time. 
I just, you know, how many dance partners can legitimately do anything at this point in time? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Bob, what about Lafreniere for uh, uh, Yes to Pull your RV? That's not how it is. Yeah, I'm, it sure, is. I'm sure the Rangers will get on that right away. Elliot, 400 minutes of even strength time this year between Paul Yarby and Yamamoto with one of McDavid or Drysaddle. Those guys have four combined goals. That's it. You know, I mean, it's crazy. I, I, it's I crazy. I, I don't. I don't like to kick people when they're down. I really don't. I. I think this. This. The, the, you know the Paul Yarby situation is unfortunate. It's. It is. You know, everybody's tried to make it work. It's. It's very clear. It's not going to work. I just, you know, like, you know, I mean, I, I hope it, it, we get into a situation where he gets a, a fresh start somewhere a little bit quieter and he can see if that that really helps him. Because, like, Bob, like, you can see watching the games, he's, like, he, there's the old line about, you know, don't squeeze the stick when you're really oh, yeah. struggling. It's pain. It's like, painful you, you, you can see it. It's tough to watch. You don't want to see a person go through that. That's Remember when Matt not Sasser couldn't throw the ball back to, was it? Was, That's was a good that reference. Right. Hey, I got another one I for you. I want to leave it on a well. positive, and it's a it's an idea for your show. And I put a tweet out okay. yesterday because I searched the entire league because I thought to myself, as Derek Ryan, the former Alberta Golden Bear, turned thirty six yesterday, how many guys currently Holy in the league? Yeah. How many guys in the league have broken in at twenty nine that have played over four hundred games currently in the NHL? And I only found two players: Pierre Edouard so and Derek Belmar. Ryan. Belmont how, how many did how many did Warren Young play? Uh, but he 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 made his NHL debut. I think at like twenty six or twenty seven. It was something like well, he was rookie. He I, I can't remember. Did he win rookie of the year or was he one of the? I think he was. He in scored thirty five goals. Goal campaign right. Playing with Mario Lemieux and he broke in at an older age. Like he was older. That's the one name that jumps into okay, my head. Okay, he made his NHL debut at 25 when he was with Minnesota. Okay. And then the big mm -hmm. year in 84-85, he would mm -hmm. have been 28 that season. So he was and 28 was he, when but, he scored how, the 40 how many? So he made his debut at 24, but when he had that season, how many games had he played pr prior to that? 20. So he played 20 games in around four years, and then he hit it big playing with Lemieux. He had two big years, right? He scored the 40, then he signed as a free agent in Detroit. Remember, they were signing everybody back then, all those Yeah, that was, that was Adam Oates. Stasiak was one of those guys. Adam right? Oates. Good signing with Adam Oates. Chris Chalky or whatever. Like, there was another guy like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, Chris Chikaki works for the Oilers. He's yeah. a pro scout. So, oh, is he now? Okay. Yeah, yeah, 13 years with Edmonton. He's a Western-based pro scout. Uh, awesome stuff. So, Bo Horvat, that's the big watch that everybody's kind of because he's had yeah, an amazing like, year in Vancouver. Like there's a, the Chicago guys are big. There's no question. Um, you know, Horvat's going to be a big one. Ryan O'Reilly. Um, you know, the, the one thing I really understand and with your fan base right now is that, like, I didn't think at the beginning of the year we'd be in at New, at New Year's and Edmonton and Calgary would be scrambling to make the playoffs. Like, I thought Vegas was going to be better. I thought Seattle was going to be better. I didn't know if I thought Seattle was going to be quite like this, but I thought they were going to be better. Um, you know, I thought the Kings were pretty good. If you would have told me that, you know, it was going to be up to Phoenix Copley to save their season, I, I don't think I would have believed it. But I, I'm really shocked that we're looking at this with, 
with, with Calgary and Edmonton on the cut line. And, you know, but the, the one thing that Holland has shown is that, remember last year, Bob, when it was crazy, like it was crazy and and it looked like the season was getting away from them. Yes, he held it every day. <laughs> yes, I know you do. Like he held and like that's the one thing. And I, I know that makes some fans crazy, but I actually think that is a very important um, a very important uh, part of being an executive is when the world looks like it's caving in on you, you don't panic. And because, you know, I understand why the Oilers fans feel what they do right now, but you can't panic. You, you just can't. And I think that's what he's trying not to do. Uh, Elliot, I do think that on a smaller level, like the, the defense decision to me is a bigger decision, but on a smaller level, I think it would help Edmonton's cause if they had a little bit more beef further down the lineup. And generally, that's fairly easy to get. Uh, and for some reason, the Oilers haven't just got it not at their NHL level. They don't have a lot at the AHL level, and and mm -hmm. there's nights and they've got and they've got some young forwards, and there's nights they get pushed around. So I wonder whether or not that might be the first step, and then eventually the bigger deal to address the defense at a at a later date. But what do I know? You know, that's what well, I would do. Adult, but I th but I think you guys have looked into that. Like I I, I do like. I think if you guys wanted to do that, you could have done it already. So that says to me that you guys haven't seen what you like. To me, Bob, a big one's going to be Bouchard. Like, um, we all know his talent, but I think I, I think he, ha he has to take a step on the defensive side of the ice. And if not, I think there's going to be some big decisions to make there. See, and I would say with Bouchard, that's where Edmonton has mm -hmm. to be their most patient. And not forget mm -hmm. that this is a guy that just turned 23, that there's growing pains. Yeah. And don't talented move, guy. Right, talented guy. And they've got mm -hmm. redundancy between him and Barry. Barry's having a wonderful year. He's a very popular mm -hmm. guy on the team. I can res respect Yes, that. he is. Mm -hmm. I would not trade Evan Bouchard if it were me. That's that's me. I would not make that. Yeah. So. I think that's fair. I, I think that's fair. Yeah. Well, uh, happy holidays. You're working tomorrow night on uh, New Year's Eve. We'll be, I like to say we'll be watching, but we're doing the game ourselves. But uh, I, I, look for, I, for, I look forward to you keeping. I know that during the intermission, because it's a national show, so I'm not on those panels. I always look forward mm -hmm. to watching you keep Kevin Bieksa in line, Elliot. Keep it going. I, I, I don't think I'm doing that. I, I think I'm trying and failing at that on a weekly basis. Well, the people that listen to this show know that I fail at all <laughs> during the course of a week. <laughs> Happy New Year. All right, Bob. Happy New Year to all the great hockey fans of Northern Alberta. There you go. That is Elliot Friedman. He joins us for Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. All right, we are going to get to... Uh, a couple different things, including Oilers game day trivia momentarily, but I'm going to tell you that we're heading back to sunny California this April with New West Travel. You can fly to LA and Anaheim to watch the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. This New West Travel package includes four nights at the Marriott LA, lower bowl game tickets for both games, a welcome reception with yours truly. We'll have some special guests there as well for the California Hockey Tour. You can reach out to newwesttravel.com. 12.57 in Edmonton. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and come back with Oilers Director of Player Personnel and Amateur Scouting for the Hockey Club, Tyler Wright. This is Oilers Now.